Welcome back to the Deep End Podcast. This is Samantha, your host. And today we have a guest speaker who I am very good friends with and have had the privilege of living with for almost 18 months. So I know this person really well and oh, the conversations that we've had, the collaborations in our live stream conversations and the things that we have explored together, the growth that we've experienced is absolutely profound. And I couldn't be happy. I couldn't be happier and more um, at trust with, with somebody to deliver the information we're about to share with you today. And yeah, the person I'm speaking about is my dear friend, ex-housemate, Melody Lubin. Melody is in service to the feminine and has done extensive work around somatic healing practices. And today we're going to talk about some juicy things, mainly the vagina. <laughs> um, but before we get into it, let me just introduce you to Melody. Hello. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. <laughs> um, I guess what I'd really love to start off with is your history. What got you into doing this work? What led you down this path? Yeah, wow. Okay, cool. Thanks for an epic introductory question. Um, what led me into this path? Yeah, so I have always been fascinated by the body. So before I did any of this work, I was... I was actually telling Sam about this, but I was teaching fitness classes. So my background is dance. That's what I used to do as a kid. And then it evolved into fitness and spinning and Pilates. And I've always been obsessed with the physical anatomy of the body. And like, as I delved deeper, I was teaching fitness classes for kind of six years in London. And as I delved deeper in it, I really began to see the correlation between kind of mindset and movement and how much opening emotionally and shifting and like how you could really have access to deeper parts of your physical body while shifting your emotional body through movement so that was like my gateway to it and then I guess coinciding with the sacred sexuality work as whilst I was doing this fitness instructing, I fully shut down my physical body with regards to intimacy. So I wasn't having any intimate experiences whatsoever. I was um, healing, I guess, from some toxic behaviors that took place in my early 20s of me partying and having unconscious sex and all that kind of stuff. And this was all coinciding of me going like both these journeys were running simultaneously. And then after six years of my body being shut down and me on this fitness journey, I began to wanna to weave the two worlds together. And also more than that, like actually open myself to intimacy. You know, I was like 26, 27 and I was like, I wanna be having intimate connections like I want to be kissing people all of the time I want to like have that experience so I guess my work is and like how I got to where I am is to be able to bring the movement and the somatic healing together amazing and yeah like that's such a huge journey as a woman to go through and I know I resonate with that so much from personal experiences mm -hmm. um apart from your own personal experience, was there anything else that inspired you? 
yeah, I feel like, to be honest, I feel like there was such a deep yearning up from myself of like wanting more from my life, like that kind of thing. Like I was like, I want to have experiences of safe intimacy. I want to, like, I see the correlation. I guess I was already teaching fitness and I was already teaching fitness classes where I was kind of inspiring people in that way already. But I think there was such a deep disconnect internally from myself that I was like, I need to free myself in whatever this, whatever's happening for me internally me just moving my body actually isn't enough I need to find safety to have intimacy yeah yeah I feel like so many women women would relate to this you know having such a disconnection from the body and having like mediocre intimate experiences like Mm. almost numbing experiences is like what I'm hearing you've come from mainly because I'm projecting and have had similar experiences um to now being able to expand yourself to integrating more feeling into your experiences around intimacy yeah we have like an epidemic of disconnected humans right like we're seeking drugs and alcohol and work and all this kind of stuff outside of ourselves to keep us busy and it disconnects us from our actual essence and I think like you know like I didn't have any sober sex in my life until I was 27 like I really didn't have much sober I had a boyfriend when I was 20 or 22 and we might have had sober interactions every now and then but most of my connections were like pretty intoxicated and I think like we have an epidemic of that we have an epidemic of women that don't know our bodies like we don't know the anatomy of the body we don't know the pleasure body we have like such shame and um disgust in self-pleasure and building a relationship of touch with our physical bodies like it's a full epidemic and then we have these desire to have pleasure outside of ourselves you know it's like we want pleasure but we don't know what it looks like so we just give ourselves to people and just let them do whatever they need to do and we're kind of having this like you said numb numb experience where the sex doesn't feel great and you're kind of left feeling kind of flat and defeated and yeah yeah it's scary the thing is the truth of the matter is that we don't know what we don't know so a lot of people out there aren't even aware that there's another way there's more possibility there's more feeling to experience there's more pleasure to be explored but because we haven't been demonstrated this and we don't know any better we, we we don't know what's available to us um yeah and I think, sorry there no, you go I think also like we I think internally we might know that there's something better but there's so much shame around asking like me and you have pretty fluid conversations around our sex life right like we talk about it a lot in depth the good the bad and a lot of women don't have that you know, like a lot of people don't have the sexual liberation to be able to even have the conversation of like me and my partner are sexually moving through this or like I had great sex the other day. Like we're not really having those conversations. Yeah, it's totally swept under the carpet. Um, or there's a lot of shame around the conversations, you know. There's just this like shame around expressing yourself in it because there's also uh an undercurrent of shaming others you know when when 
it's not going to how we want it like how we want it to be and I yeah. feel like yeah. like behind closed doors right it's yeah like in the bedroom and that's all it is yeah 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 and this is what we're here for is to revolutionize that conversation and make it more available um to people it's interesting because like I was talking to somebody earlier today doing a podcast recording Brenton about God and Jesus and the sacredness of sex in in Christianity and how it's lost that and yeah it's just super interesting speaking to somebody who's you know devoted their life to God and and you know reads the Bible and whatnot and there's such sacredness there and there's this rebellion that I'm witnessing in the world where people are wanting to reclaim their sexual liberation and their sexual power um and yeah I'm I'm really curious about what your thoughts are on the sex industry and the commodity of sex we've got OnlyFans we've got prostitution we've got um sex workers in escorts um strippers dancing all the things I, I come from the sex industry I worked at a strip club so I'm a, I'm a bartender and I've been witness to to many things and I'll share my opinion in a moment but I'd love to hear what you think about it yeah um so I fully believe in the healing power of sex so I think from that standpoint it's like I understand the capacity of somebody that is really lonely and like really desiring connection and really desiring touch and um love and nurture I've got chills as I'm speaking like and life can be pretty isolating you know like not everybody has access to that and I know that from shutting my body down and it is really disconnected and then that yeah that it's a vicious cycle so from that point of view like I acknowledge that sex workers can hold huge amounts of space for healing to take place I also acknowledge that like a lot of the time one of my really great friends is a sex worker and a lot of the time she's not actually having sex like they a lot of the time people just want somebody to talk to you know um and so that like there's two sides to this for sure and I honor that side of it and I think that the sex industry could be totally revolutionized where you have deeply embodied I tend to feel that the majority of sex workers are women, but deeply embodied humans, it doesn't matter what sex you are, going and creating experiences of transformation, of healing, of connection for people. Like I, I, I am in support of that. And the way that the sex industry is at the moment, you have a lot of girls, a lot of addicts, a lot of um, really toxic behavior, toxic masculinity, toxic femininity coming into this space, creating hugely toxic dynamics, then getting paid for it. So then your worth becomes based on your body, your service, all this kind of stuff. And like, that's really problematic. You know, it's like, how do we change that so that people are safe? I do believe that as you become deeply embodied and as you become more sensitive, it's hard to be a sex worker. You know, it's hard to let 
um, just anybody have access to your energy and come inside of you and all that kind of stuff, not literally coming inside of you, but just entering you. I do believe that that becomes harder as you become more sensitive. Um, and I do believe that a lot of sex workers probably are disembodied and disconnected. So like fully support the healing side and yeah, yeah. It's complicated. I agree with everything that you've shared. There is so much healing that can take place. And I've witnessed it, you know, men coming into the club, needing somebody to talk to. And, you know, the dancers getting really jealous of us bartenders because they would spend more time speaking to us and getting to know us because we didn't have a hidden agenda to make money from them. They just wanted that connection. And I grew really strong relationships with some of the men that would come into the club and would share really intimate details about their lives. I had men coming in that were like going through breakups, men coming in that were, you know, new to, to the scene. And they were just like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm just needing somebody to talk to. So there's, I agree, there's definitely some healing that can take place in that space. Um, and yeah, the distortion is in that manipulative energy where men are using their money and power as manipulation and women are using their sex and power as manipulation. And that's where I see the distortion. Um, I also see a misrepresentation of what sexuality is from the sex industry and pornography. And, you know, I think that being the only form of education that most young people receive is really, um, shocking it's shocking that like the education we receive is if you have sex you're going to get an std and die not really i'm being dramatic this is for effect or if you have sex you're going to get pregnant and then you're going to die again being dramatic for effect but like there's these extreme adverse effects of of exploring your sexuality at a young age and creating that sense of um, forbidden fruit and that taboo I think just invokes more curiosity for people because they're not being formally educated on the sacredness of of this act there's fear and then they go to porn and then all the things so my question to you I'm leading to my next question um what do you wish you were taught about the vagina or what do you wish you were taught about sex when you were a teenager yeah um so much more than what I was given <laughs> everything I think um I think like a deeper sense of the anatomy is like a really basic term like I really love having a logical understanding of my physicality so just from a really basics the anatomy I wasn't taught that and then I think like you've used this word a couple of times, but the sacredness of what this portal holds, you know, like how it is the place that we birth life from, like we create babies in this, it's like seeds and then it's evolution and growth and then it's birth. And I think that would be like something from a more, um, I guess, energetic or spiritual standpoint, like that would be something that I wish I was taught. And then also that the tissues hold memories so like, what kind of memories do I want to make? What kind of memories do I want my pussy to hold? And that's actually confronting even just speaking it. You know, it's like, what in what ways? And this leads back to the sex work. It's like, in what ways did I abandon my body in the name of like, not being able to say no, not being able to speak my truth or wanting somebody else to have pleasure when actually I was a full fucking no. And I think like, being taught your yes and your no is the foundations of actually being able to have sex if you don't know what your no is in your body you shouldn't be having sex if you don't know when your body is ready to have sex you shouldn't be having sex you know like we are we override ourselves 
enough outside of intimate experiences that like the sacredness does need to be held oh my god I'm just having flashbacks to all my one night stands and just like thinking holy shit you're stored in my anatomy right now and I do not I don't even it's like there's a lot there you know it is confronting it's so confronting and I um you know, one of my youngest clients is 17 years old and she's at that age of wanting to explore her sexuality. There's all these hormones surging through young people's systems and they're, they're, they don't know what to do with it because they're not educated on it. So um, I remember right before you abandoned me and went to England, <laughs> um, we had a really juicy conversation around our, our dining table around about the vagina and I really, really loved it. Um, I loved the the information that you provided around the different parts and and um just just the way the anatomy works because it's one thing, yes, knowing your yes and no, but then it's also like what what is there to know about the vagina you know people often confuse the vulva for the vagina there's there's not you know some people are like what like lips clit like what what is it all what is it all so I think what we were mainly speaking about was the the orgasm and how there's multiple ways of having pleasure in the body and exploring pleasure and experiencing pleasure and instead of being goal orientated as a woman we're actually able to have these peaks of pleasure, these other types of orgasms when we're creating that sexual intimacy that can transcend us from our bodies into this cosmic euphoric mm-hmm. state of ecstasy. Um, can we revisit that topic? <laughs> yeah, we definitely can. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I feel like there's a couple of places that are worth speaking about. So the clitoral, which the clitoris, which is kind of a high sensation experience. And I feel like that is um, where a lot of people's go to, you know, that's kind of their familiar. It's often a place in our body that from a young age, like from a real young age, I'm talking like three, four or five, we start to experience sensation there. And we start to get curious because we feel high sensation, we feel pleasure, like we're young, we're innocent, we're kind of exploring our bodies and people kind of get stuck there. Um, And yeah, you can have multiple different kinds of orgasms. So clitoral, there's also G-spot. So G-spot is at the entrance of the pussy, if you kind of like go up and hook forwards with any part of your uh, fingers or if you've got a wand or something like that, it's kind of forwards at the front wall towards the belly button. And when it's aroused, it drops all the way down. So it drops right to the entrance of the pussy. So you would feel it when you're turned on, it would be literally right there. And you can have orgasms from this space. This is also the space that you squirt from. So squirting is like this massive trend and thing. Um, And yeah, you squirt from that space as well. And then further up is your cervix. And every single woman has different amounts of nerve endings in their pelvis and in their vagina so it could be that anatomically you cannot have an orgasm my viewpoint and standpoint is that normally it's emotional and energetic so if you are in a real deep emotional uh connection where you feel safe 
it is likely that you will have a cervical orgasm. I think cervical orgasms are totally dependent on safety. It's like to do with the deep connection. And this is like the, the ecstasy that you were speaking to. It's like the portal and it's literally connected to the heart. So you have the vagus nerve that runs from the back of the throat down to the cervix. And when the cervix is stimulated, you can often have these emotional responses because it's really opening the heart. And I believe that those are possible when you feel deeply safe and open to your partner. Um, so I definitely think that sex is energetic and emotional as well as physical. And mm. I think clitoral orgasms are amazing. There can be quite a lot of like gripping and tensing and pulling on the internal walls of the vagina. And my practice is always to relax and keep opening and like open into sensation. And then G-sport orgasms are young. And sometimes a combination. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, a combination of G-spot clitoral for me, I love, but also like the sensations from a cervical orgasm is that it's it's like this overwhelming sense of surrender. Oh, total and, surrender. And not, not overwhelming in a in a negative way, but like just the surrender that washes washes over you and having this deep connection and um yeah it's this it's this descent into the body that's been my journey anyway I've been living up in my head very much in my head when I've been in in sexual encounters what does he think of my body what did my 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 fat rolls and my tummy and like what does my like vulva look like does he like the shape and you know all these things of like trying to please this person that I'm with and getting so caught up in my head like do I sound okay like the performance of it this is back in my 20s before you know and going on that personal journey and I've shared this with you about my personal experience with it you know every every personal every journey is personal um but you know I I get clients sometimes that feel really disconnected they're like I don't know what to do and I'm curious about your clients in particular because this is your niche you know this is what you do this is what you do with women what are some common challenges that you see with the women that you work with about their connection to their body and to their sex? Yeah, um, numbness. So many women come to me with numbness and so many women come to me with some kind of um, ailment within their pussy space. So it might be herpes, it might be PCOS, it might be BV, like so many women are experiencing health issues in their womb space. And I believe that that is from years and years and years of disconnection. Disconnection in various ways, like it might be disconnection to the truth of the partner. It could be disconnection to their feminine essence, like a lot of women are very masculine, you know, we have this very masculine society. Um, but the amount of women that come to me from numbness, for numbness, and I believe that that the root cause of that is an overriding of the body, that it's like emotional shutdown, that it's almost like a protection mechanism and behind the protection mechanism, mechanism is like deep grief or deep abandonment or deep, um yeah deep sadness for like I said the overriding of the body um so numbness is almost numbness is an indication that like there is something that you've not felt yet um yeah mm. 
And I think another thing that I'd love to speak to is the entrance of the pussy. So the energetics of the entrance of the pussy is trust. And when the trust is overridden, that's when the body starts to shut down. And that's when you start to get things like BV or numbness or whatever it is, and painful sensation. A lot of women get pain at the begin at the entrance of the pussy. And the energetics is trust. So like ask the question, do you trust me? Does my body trust me to actually speak up when this doesn't feel good? And that's a really confronting question. You know, so many of us don't know what actual trust within the body feels like. Mm, I totally resonate with that. And it's um, it's interesting because like, if we're talking about heterosexual relationships um, mm. with women who are, you know, masculine women, like what you just shared, what I've witnessed and observed is that women who are overly masculine have witnessed their mom have to be the dad. And so their mother, you know, not trusting the masculine, inheriting that trauma. And then, you know, because of the absence of their father, whether or not their dad was there, they could still be absent emotionally. They could still be absent, you know, in so many other ways or abusive or whatever. Um, but that there's that mistrust, you know, that mistrust of the masculine for centuries of shit that we've been through, you know, as women. We've been through so much oppression and just shit. And so the second wave of feminism and and, and whatnot is um, bringing all of this to the surface. And this is what we're seeing is a lot of healing that's required to soften into that. And men need to step up and hold mm. a woman in her emotions, you know, and be able to, to hold her in that healing process. It takes two to tango. It's not creating an entangled or enmeshed relationship, but like there is a sense of responsibility um, within ourselves to heal. And I think that's what you focus on is, is, is women who are taking responsibility for their own bodies. And there is, you know, that responsibility for a man to change the way, make a, like create a new wave and create a new way of re relating with women to create that trust. Um, that's been my observations. And yeah, know. I feel like what I'm speaking to is literally my journey. You know, it's like, I was a very masculine held all the responsibility from an actually really young child um where I had that and I Sam also knows much about like my PCOS journey and the depths of it and how much um father stuff is interlinked in all of that and like the body literally tells you everything you need to know literally tells you everything that you need to know and I do think that yeah like you said like it's I think what what would be an epic change is witnessing men become comf deeper comfortable in their own emotions so that they aren't so petrified of women in theirs. You know, like women and women also are petrified of their own because we are also masculinized in the sense that we don't feel safe to express and we don't know how to express and we just want to shut it down and suppress it and like, oh, I should just have it all together and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, we're all actually on the similar journey of reclaiming parts of our feminine which is human 
like it's not gender specific it's human specific and then coming together so that we can have deeper acceptance of literally our humanity you know it's like being human is emotional it is chaotic it is all of this stuff and the quicker we come to terms to that piece the easier we can relate and connect with each other whilst we're trying to control ourselves and everything outside of us we're creating tension in the body literally yeah and control comes from that immature masculine yeah <laughs> you know yeah. that 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 sense of yeah needing to be controlled um oh it's just it's actually really interesting I'm gonna I've got to find these notes um and while I do that because I want to share this really cool thing that I was told by one of the men in my groups today that um Tony Robbins shares at one of his seminars which was really fucking profound and I feel like it's speaking into exactly what we've just spoken about but um while I look for the notes my question to you is what trauma can be stored in the vagina oh what trauma can be stored literally everything so like not only your own trauma but you can also pick up energetics of relational partners. So if you've had um, somebody enter the pussy, you can also store any sexual trauma or frustration or anger from another person's body. Um, it's like an energetic um, collection of memories. So you can store sexual trauma, you can store um, like, nervous system when the body isn't actually soft and open that's just basically re-traumatizing your system it's like shock to your system over and over and over again so your body can start to shut down um they say that the emotions are stored in the hips right so like any of your undoubt emotions will also be in the vagina um, but I would say mainly what I find internally is memories. So I do a lot of de-armoring work, which is basically where you're working with the tissues to, it's almost like an internal pussy massage and you're working with the tissues. And I would say mainly it's memories of overriding the body and sexual trauma. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I would say that actually more women have sexual trauma than they believe. Like most oh. of us like to say that our, um, we haven't had any trauma, but I think if we actually tune in and learn the sensitivities of our body, so like many of us have trauma. Holy shit, did I get schooled on this on the weekend? This is part of the things I wanna share with you when we have our one-on-one -on -one chat, but I will share a little bit now. I was saying to my partner, I was like, I don't have trauma. Like I haven't had any sexual trauma, you know? And then on, a couple of days later I noticed that I was I went oh this is a very vulnerable piece to share but I'll share it so in the past I've been in relationship with um, somebody who needed an orgasm to fall asleep and would put that pressure on me to provide that for them and then would um, sleep elsewhere or remove himself or become emotionally unavailable when he didn't get his way essentially throwing a tantrum and look we've healed through it I've forgiven him there's no animosity there because I understand that his behavior was unconscious he was out of control it was an addiction and so and that was overpowering him so I feel like there's forgiveness there however that doesn't take away the wound right and so when we were what I have what 
what I have received in my healing journey is this um, scream from my body to just listen, to just listen to what my body is asking of me. And I noticed myself fall into old patterns of we need to make love and I need to like connect with my partner physically because that's how he connects and, and, and that's what he wants. And even though I want to go to bed early right now so I can wake up early for this business meeting, I'm still going to make love because unconsciously or subconsciously I have a pattern of behavior that is telling me that my worth is in my sexual exchange right so I am only worthy of this relationship of this connection because of my sexuality and that's the pattern that I'm, I'm breaking that cycle and and then because my body's responding to that I've got recurring BV and it's and and, and it's like starting to hype up again like I've been able to manage it because I've been doing the healing work taking advice from you and it's I've been on my journey with this with my gut health all of all of my healing work is around my gut which is connected to my hips which is connected to my psoas which is also connected to the BV that keeps recurring and all the things that are happening my body is literally screaming at me hey yo what's up this is not okay. You need to listen to me. Mm. And then I had a, I had a trauma response on Monday where I just shut down and I completely broke down and just was like, this is how I'm feeling. Like I we need to schedule this in. I cannot keep overriding my no, I cannot keep people pleasing and holding my value in this. I'm, I'm worthy of like, I offer so much more than my body and so much more than my sex so yeah like I thought that I wasn't I didn't have sexual trauma and then I was schooled by the universe by life in that moment thanks so much for sharing I feel like abandonment of self is a trauma response right and it's like people pleasing all those kind of things that is a trauma response and any moment that we do something that is that we I'm not talking about like making somebody a cup of tea when you don't want to make it, not that kind of thing. But when it comes to your internal body, it's like the moment that you abandon your truth, that is trauma. It's traumatizing your nervous system because your nervous system isn't ready. It's like, um, it's like your internal world is a no and you say yes. Like that's like cracking something from the outside. Of course, that's traumatizing. And it's really interesting because we ignore this so we mm-hmm. when we first learn this information it's conceptualized it's intellectualized yeah we understand it on a mental in the mental domain yeah it's just a matter of saying no but like it's a practice I've been practicing my yes and no for fucking years and I'm only now like feeling this integrative level of like the the uh, the subtleties of the no and the subtleties of the yes because I've brought my awareness to that So like, I imagine it's been quite similar for you as well. And I think it can be disheartening maybe um, to hear that it takes years to to heal this, but like you have to start somewhere and you have to start. Yeah. And also like arousal is confusing when we're in an intimate connection and like there's energy there and it's all this kind of stuff and it's like yes I'm feeling this my body is a yes my body is a yes but actually that's probably just trauma of a high sensation experience vamping up your nervous system which is creating the arousal which is creating the turn on but the turn on is from the high sensation experience it isn't necessarily actually from like the deep slow connective opening of your body it's like um it's like doing drugs 
you know it's like the high risk sensation it's like the making out and getting fingered on the on the like um dance floor the, <laughs> yeah just like up against the wall in the pavement where you get the kick out of getting caught you know like mm. that kind of experience it's high arousal it's high sensation but actually the body is probably a no but you're like drunk on the sensation and the energetics in the body that you have no fucking idea what's yes and no it's the hormones dopamine yeah. serotonin and sometimes oxytocin but yeah. majority of the time the adrenaline and that is addictive yeah. yeah and you're yeah. like yes i'm a yes yes i'm a yes and then you wake up the next morning and you're you have that kind of yuck feeling that you dismiss and kind of put underneath the box because it might not be like totally there and you kind of rationalize it in your mind. Mm. Your Mm. body stores all that. Mm. Mm. And this isn't to shame anybody who has had, let me tell you, I have been around the block, not in a, yeah, I've explored my sexuality. I have been ruled by my hormones the same way I have. I've had lifetimes of this. That's why I shut my body down because mm-hmm. it was just out of control. Yeah. When I was 24 and I came out of this relationship, 23, I came out of the relationship and I went on this eight month like intimacy bender where I was just going out on a Friday and like partying a lot and then coming home on the Sunday and I was sleeping with various different men and it was like all this high sensation full abandonment of self wanting love but couldn't have it so it was just kind of having these empty connective experiences that were desperately leaving me wanting more you know it was like an addiction it was fully addictive and then I was like I can't do this anymore I feel like shit like I actually feel like shit so I shut my body down and then that went down for like a bit longer than I'd had planned yeah I'm hearing you on that and it's it's Mm. such a journey I had you haven't watched it but I've had um Sex in the City Samantha Jones as a role model I was like you know there was a different characters Charlotte I played Charlotte for so long and I was like innocent and whatever and didn't you know a bit like closed off and and thought of sexuality as a sacred thing and then I saw Samantha Jones this empowered woman who had it going on she ran her own PR agency and she was just had a revolving door of men coming in and out and she was so sexually liberated and that as an example as a woman who is now in her 30s having that as an example in my 20s is not the healthiest example because it's so unhealthy and sex in the city all of the characters are really unhealthy in their own little way you know you've Mm. got I won't go into it but um yeah I just it's 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 such a it's such a it's such an empowering conversation to have with you and mm. what I would really love to know is what what is your vision you know there's this is all the this is all the stuff that's happening we can call them problems or just misunderstandings misguidance and disconnect but what's your vision yeah my vision is um a planet of deeply connected people I think like we have an epidemic of disconnected humans like we're disconnected from our bodies we're disconnected from the planet we're disconnected from each other we're disconnected from spirit and I think like we do all these things like have sex to try to experience connection and 
I've spoken to you about this before, but my huge vision is to create a syllabus in schools. It feels edgy speaking on something where it's going to be recorded because it's almost like accountability to make it happen, um, which is great. But I want to create a syllabus of school for schools. So from the age of 10, get women to learn around their cycles because I had my first bleed when I was 11 years old and girls are having their cycles, their first periods at such a young age now. Um, so educate women on their cycles from a young age, then have kind of like self-love studies, have sex education and then relationship education. And it would be a syllabus that goes from the age of 10 to about 17, where people were educated on like, this is for men and women. It would just start slightly younger, I think, for women. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of it yet, but it's like actual sex education, it's communication skills, it's learning boundaries and consent, it's like teaching men the female experience of what it means to like actually have fear in your body for being a woman. I think a lot of men don't understand not to be victimized, but like the female experience of that, like it is kind of scary being a woman sometimes, you know, walking through the city at night and you've got people following you and all that kind of stuff. It's like, we need to be taught that that's not okay. Like create space for each other. So that kind of stuff, like sex education, real anatomy education, teaching um, men and women the sacredness and the sovereignty necessary necessary for having sex and like what happens hormonally when you both come together like when you come together simultaneously you are creating huge amounts of energetic cords and like attachment so if you're not ready for that kind of attachment and to have the woman like as women, we're very deeply sensitive and intuitive. And with all of my sexual partners, when they pull away and we can live like five, four hours away from each other. I was dating somebody that was four hours away from me. And when he emotionally pulled away, I could feel him, you know, and that's like a womb intuitive feeling. And I know that you have that sound deeply intuitive as well. And it's like, we don't, we have not tapped into any of those senses. So I think my vision for the future is like a human a humanity of sensitive humans, you know, where we are connected. I love everything about this and think it's so mm -hmm. necessary. And it's what I preach as well. Like we're not taught relationship skills Absolutely. and to break the cycle, like what's the best way to break the cycle? We can go to parents but then they go through their healing and wounding the most, I guess, like, uh, I see it. I see your vision. It's like, so it's just so clear. Like, of course, why not go to schools where this is, you know, where the masses are in this space. And I actually don't even think people who are in our governments or people who are holding these political positions are even aware of another way of relating with each other because they haven't been taught and they're going through their own trauma. I don't think mm -hmm. the leaders of these bureaucratic and um, I guess these structures that we have in place are even aware. So, yeah, hearing you say that just gives me so much like it lights me up a lot and it inspires me so much because I feel like it's so, so absolutely necessary. And I do not want to live in a world where that doesn't exist because mm -hmm. it's, it's what we both live and breathe in our own little way. It's yeah. what we both live and breathe. Um, so yeah, I love that. So mm -hmm. with all of that being said, like, 
I'm sure that there are people, I'm almost certain people are listening to this thinking, holy crap, I want to feel dis- I want to feel connected to my body. I don't want to feel numb anymore. I'm sure that there's women, obviously women, this is, your work is for women. Um, pussy uh, owners. Pussy owners, sorry. Yeah, yeah, people who don't, pussy owners, I have to remember this. I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing people and like non-gender binary or things because I need to educate myself on it. But yeah, pussy owners, what would you like to share with them about how they can connect with you? Yeah, amazing. Thank you. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. It's Melody Lubin. And all my work is on there. Um, I'm about to launch a monthly <clears throat> embodiment class where women and pussy owners can come and start to connect through movement and also through touch. So it will vary each time, but that's going to be a new offering called Body. And then I run um, another six-month program pre-recorded so you can journey it all at your leisure and in your own personal and private space six months that's called the returning and that is like the transformational tools for women to reconnect to their body um and it's everything that I've journeyed and I continue to use these tools every single day that have radically changed the way that I relate with my pussy and my sexuality and my body and my understanding of myself it's like yeah such a beautiful program and then you can work with me one-to-one I run another program called the opening yeah there's a bunch of ways that we can connect all at different kind of entry levels and yeah it's my passion it's my obsession I love seeing women in their power I love seeing women have a deep relationship of love and acceptance of their physical body and their anatomy you know there is a lot of shame there is a lot of disgust there is a lot of rejection around the anatomy and it's such an important part of integrating true self-love um so yeah you can find me on Melody Lubin at Instagram love that and I'll share all of your contacts in the the bio as well so for those of you who are listening to this on platforms that you can access that and have a look at the bio thank you thank you so much for doing this with me and having this conversation I'm I'm almost certain this is going to be the first of many because I really would love to have you back on here and talk about a woman's cycle and really dig into that and go deep into our hormonal shifts and changes and um, irregularities and rituals and how to connect in with our blood and connect in with our bleed shamelessly and able to tune into what our body needs in those moments. So I could really feel that coming through. And I feel like that is a huge educational piece that women would really resonate with. So for those who are listening, I can see Melody nodding. She's in. Stay tuned. <laughs> yes. Stay yes. tuned. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. What a pleasure. Such a pleasure. So, guys, stay tuned for the next podcast episode. And thanks for tuning into the deep end.